Genuine Wrestle Boys. Boys, a podcast of four friends, make better friends. You're loving professional wrestling. Mr. Worldwide. I'm Pitbull. <laughs> I'm Pitbull. I'm Daddy Yankee. I'm Rome Dolly. Pit. Oh, damn, dude. I'm Bubba Sparks. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm Isai. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, AKA Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Zach. Derek. Some people call me a little Pitbull. I don't. <laughs> I don't get you know. I take it, but I didn't. Do they though? Yeah. Who? Uh, people. A lot of people actually. What? Which people? They don't uh, go to this school. You don't know them. You wouldn't know them. I could tell you. you know. <laughs> uh, Josh. Um, mm. Josh Hobbs. Uh, fr- uh, my friend Franklin. Oh, the Delano turtle. Roosevelt. Uh, yeah. Uh, my friend. Um, Franklin Delano uh, Slash. Slash. The, the... Different. Different guy. Oh, okay. Oh, no okay. relation. No relation. Um, Axel, no relation. Rose, no. Rob, I don't from know. From ECW, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, 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 no, it's the guy from Twisted Metal. Actually, that stuck inside the two wheels. No, oh. maybe. Uh, wow, a- <laughs> Ax- Axel Foley. Oh, what about King Axel? Uh, no, King Maxel though calls me a little pitbull. Nobody nice. calls you a little pitbull. Okay, well, fuck. How about we just start our podcast then? If you guys are gonna try to fucking take away <laughs> my credentials. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe as a kid I might have been called that once or twice because that was my dad's boxing nickname was Pitbull. Mm. Oh, maybe they just mistaked you and me. <laughs> you do remind me of I- Ishii. Ishii. A lot, yeah. The stone, the stone oh, a lot. <laughs> Especially the first part of that nickname. <laughs> Get it? Matt Stone Pitbull. No, yeah. the. the. <laughs> oh. Kudo! Let's get this going. Let's get it going. We're All already right. off the rails two minutes in. <laughs> Uh yeah, you're listening to us on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on the network because they're great and Ease fun. Dash drop dot com. Ease dash, dash drop. drop. Ease dash, dash drop. drop. Ease dash drop. Hope you can hear your chair Koji, noises. You can use that. Hope you hear chair noises because I was trying to swivel my hips. Nice. Dot com. Um yeah, check out all the other shows. It's good. Go to ease dash drop dot com. Go to jizz dot biz. Uh, buy a buy a shirt if you want. Go to bit.ly slash merchboys, um, or go to my trunk. I got Russell Boys three sixteen shirts in there. I'm wearing one right now, and I will say this: it it fits nice and it's comfy mm-hmm. as hell. They are soft. Water maneuver. What up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good shirts. Good people. Uh, when you're here, your family. <laughs> there you go. Thousand Furious. Thank you. Um. You can follow us on Twitter at WrestleBoysCast or on Instagram at GenuineWrestleBoys. Leave us a review. Bit.ly slash ReviewBoys. We would love that. Be nice. Be mean, but still give us five stars. And that's if you're on an iOS device. Am I correct? Yes. Correct. If you're on a non-iOS device. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you then. Yeah, just leave leave us us a review review anyway. Uh, Just tell your friends about us. Yeah. Walk up to the person that you see next and go, Check out Genuine WrestleBoys. Next time you yeah. see someone in a wrestling shirt, um, whether you know them or not, just go tell them about this show. Depends on the shirt. Does depend on the mm-hmm. shirt. I saw Cat uh, Lizarga. Lizaraga. It is Lizaraga. Okay, every person who introduced her introduced her wrong, and I was like, "Wait, am I wrong?" Sucks to be you, Cat. I'm very sorry about that. Lizaraga. 
Uh, shout out. She says she listens to us all the time. And hey. That's cool. That is cool. I don't know who that is, but thank you. She's a Great. very funny comedian mm-hmm. from here. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Traveled to Portland with, with her to see my brother, my brother and me last year. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. I will want to check out your comedy because I like comedy. I went to Liquid Laughs a few times like in the recent time and I'm like, oh shit. Damn, comedy rocks. Oh yeah. Go I like, like I like, like the underground shit. I like to I like to I like to laugh. Oh. <laughs> oh, do I love to laugh? I love you, to laugh. You just like a weird sound like six years. I like to laugh. My favorite. I just really love to run around the meadow and just laugh and Gillette! <laughs> Gillette! <laughs> On my face, OC! Um, Only club that matters. Original Weirdly chicken OC. club. <laughs> Shit, that is the original club. Mm-hmm. Long, fucking food poisoning. Long. Wait. No, wait, though. Never mind. Before Sorry. we get... Yeah. Well, that almost Before got we so get far really... off the rails. That almost went so far off the rails that I got confused. <laughs> I think the place that I went to that was a knockoff Canes at, in Vegas. Uh, Vegas was called the original chicken. And, you know, fittingly, member of the OC uh, was once in a knockoff Cane. That's true. <laughs> oh. Adam Brody? Yes. yes. Oh, sick. <laughs> All right. Let's get into let's talk some about stuff. wrestling now. Um, let's start with the, the week or the G1 or the week or NXT was cool. I watched, was I watched it. Mm-hmm. I watched everything but the main event of 205. Oh, it was a it was a time because um well, I guess we're going to start with the main event of 205. Yeah, yeah. why not? So Mike Canellas versus uh Drake Maverick, Rockstar Spud, and you always forget just because of the role that uh Drake Maverick has been in in WWE, dude can work and mm-hmm. he did a he took a hellacious beating. I'm guessing this was fun for uh, Mike Bennett, because like he just got to do every one of his moves. It'd be like, yeah, it was me versus my ultimate warrior uh, wrestling buddy on the trampoline when I was six. Like, I'm gonna hit you with a choke slam, oh, a power bomb, and a pile driver. I was wondering if who did all the moves. No offense. <laughs> yeah. It was boy. Yeah. It was the ultimate warrior wrestling buddy. Didn't want to put me over. <laughs> <laughs> he walked out over pay. Fittingly. But um, that's awesome. Uh, Drake Maverick also had a mixed tag match on Raw the night before, uh, with his with his wife, and uh, which uh, is so cool for her because like she was in the first May Young Classic, and she just lost to Candice LeRae, and that was it in round one. Mm. Oh, really? I totally yeah. forgot that. And now she's like on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were against Truth and Carmella, and like seriously, they've made this like twenty four seven title so fun. Mm. I, I love that um, Renee Michelle, Jake's wife, was dressed like the twenty four seven title, like her ring gear. That was oh, such a cool that. little, it was such a good little thing. Like, nice and like something that I wish they would have like really brought up more. But you know what? That was a good time for what it was. I like the idea, except they call like the fucking mosh pit madness match. I'm pretty sure that's just them trying to be like, hey, we're cool, we're Look- TV fourteen. Mm. AEW is talking about Blink-182, I guess. We're mosh pit. Check out our Samoan Summit. <laughs> I will say the last... That sounds, that it sounds was like a, a great summit. It was fun. It sounds like a business conference. It um, does! Well, but just run by Samoans. Yeah. And that sounds sick. And they give you cookies. Yeah. But that's not what we got. Um, then, well, I mean, Drake Maverick beat him, which was the weird thing, on mm. um, 205, beat Mike Bennett. 
Oh, even though he took all Mike's offense? Yeah, oh, yeah. he had Rolls, a great... Sneaky roll-up. But he had a great, like, little fiery comeback, too. It's like, you forget, mm. that dude can work really well. Mm. Like, people started really buying into it or were chanting Drake. I'm like, this dude, like, Jim Ross always says, God, maximize your minutes. Yeah. Well, he every time he's on camera, he's maximizing everything he can, mm. and he's earning each additional minute that he's getting on TV the next week and the next week. Because he is a funny character, he's working super hard. He's doing extra things to get everything else over. Yeah, he's during a, the week. He's awesome. Good example he's, of a, a real go getter. Yeah, he's come a long way from peeing his pants. <sighs> yeah, I forgot yeah. he pissed his pants. <laughs> so, uh, want to jump into Monday Night War Zone? Yeah, Monday Night Raw. Man. So it started off. Wasn't didn't it start off with the Mosh Pit Madness match? Yeah, it did. I will say that having well, it started off with a. Uh, like, Concert by our truth No, Cordella. like a, a, a lack of a better term, glorious um, uh, video package for the twenty four seven title, make it look prestigious. I do like that they they did do that because it's like, hey, we're recapping everything that's happened, and here's where we are. Well, and it's like it's a funny story they got going on. Does it have this like really serious, like prestigious video playing? It was just funny. It was just good. I wish it was set to Yakety Sax. I wish it was set to Jump by Van Halen. <laughs> The oh, only yeah. song that matters. Our <laughs> truth and Carmela should open every show. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're because good. it's just like it gets the crowd going. They're like, "Oh yeah, what's up? This is cool. It's fun." Um, I like that Drake still lost. I like that. I like the idea though. Like they're like, "Hey, we're suspending the rules for this match because it's the the title's being contested." But the moment it's over, everybody just got in there mm-hmm. and just dogpiled on truth. And then uh, Bennett won the title. Yeah. Right? Then it got weird from there. Uh, I watched the Hulu edit, so I think they might have just uh, lifted it that there. What happened? Um, well, he goes to the back and goes into the referee or the official locker room. And um, his wife, Maria oh, Canellis. Oh, that's right. Was like, get oh, on your knees. No, that was now there. Get on your back. And then she pinned him. And then no one's going to pin a pregnant woman. Yeah, she Except the, it looked she, like Braun wanted to murder her later on. <laughs> that was real weird. That she, was weird. It was a bit first, odd. Is she the first pregnant champion? Saying yes, that, she is. But was Mae Young technically pregnant with the hand <laughs> when she won the hardcore title? Brian Gewirtz actually tweeted the same thing. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> I think like in storyline, it might have happened like... The timeline might line up that she was pregnant with the hand. Hell well, yeah. So. so she would not be. So Mark Henry, we need some answers. But <laughs> I guess we'll see the one that's legitimately pregnant. Mm. Uh, this storyline's really weird because it's just like it's going down a some weird road. It's very mm-hmm. strange it's, from what I've read. Right. It's like I'm hesitantly interested. <laughs> like I, I'm not I don't have a full <laughs> confidence that's gonna go somewhere um good. Because I saw that Vince was like, we're not going back to the gory crap, but we're going to push an edgier product. And I'm like, oh, but Vince, Vince's idea of an edgier product is fucking... And then also, this week... Not going to fly. That was not true uh, as of this episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, so. we'll get to that part, because yeah. blood and guts. Here's my Seth Rollins impression. Oh, blood. So, um... Oh, my tummy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Seth had a match with uh, HBK number, like, two. Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. okay. I was mm-hmm. like, so is... Is AJ three, AJ Styles? Yeah, he's not an HBK ripoff. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, he doesn't do a super kick. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's like all Dolph can. Everything Dolph does is just like rip off HBK. Yeah, yeah. Adam Cole would be HBK. Three. Yeah, yeah, that's three. He's a better. 
Yes. I wouldn't call him a second-rate ripoff. <laughs> he's like a good ripoff. He's HBK 2.0. Yeah. yeah. He's evolved. And that is undisputed. <laughs> um, They had a match, and then Brock comes down and beats the shit out of him. Uh, Seth? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, F five on the the open chair was. They all look bad. Like the first one against the pole reminded me of, like what he did like Zach Gowan mm-hmm. and like Mysterio, um, just because like there, there was no blocking it. Just hit, it's gonna hit him in the ribs and it's gonna hurt. I don't even yeah. remember the match Seth had before that. What was it, it against was... Dolph? Oh yeah, duh. Okay, yeah. W- and then Dolph like held his leg so Brock could come and just beat the shit out of him. Hit him with like an F five against the pole, three F fives on the chair, and apparently Paul Heyman made the call to get that switch. Cause it's supposed to be just through the table and that's it. It was going to be over, mm-hmm. but he's like, no, let's fucking up this ante. Well, mm-hmm. I will say this. Seth Rollins sold his ass off. And like at first everybody's like, Oh, one more time. Then everybody's like, no more times. Okay. Oh, and then like, I love Paul Heyman when he was like begging Lesnar. No, yeah, like, like it's he's enough. hurt. He's hurt. It's he's enough. Hurt. Like it like kind of starts getting a little bit real. Like oh, what is happening? And then, and then Brock pulls Seth out of the ambulance. Yeah. Oh, and the the F five onto the the gurney was fucking rough. Like, oh my god! Like landed right on his hip on that gurney. That like, does not feel good. One thing, and I was talking about this with uh, in this group chat I'm in um, when I was watching Raw. And I'm like, I love that they did this. So they had everybody loading Seth in, and then the camera pans over to Roman and Becky, who are just like watching. And then like another brawl like breaks out with Samoa Joe and the Usos and the OC. Just kind of like right in the middle of this, which is like chaos backstage. They had one camera guy that ran over there and then ran back. Because mm-hmm. it seems spontaneous. It seems like, oh, this is real because it's not like then it pan it goes to another shot with another camera like perfectly yeah. in there. Like yeah. like the Batista Ric Flair thing. Yes. Yeah. They they are finally doing that so much better. And you can see that it there's a huge Heyman influence. Like, yes. And when the Batista one happened was when, um, oh my God, well, I can't think of his name right now. Something to wrestle. Bruce Pritchard. Uh, that was his first week back. Yes. And that felt like a hit, his call of the like making backstage stuff seem motivated again. Well, like, and it should be a brawl should be, be filmed messy. Well, it should feel chaotic. Yeah. And not chaotic with like a thousand camera cuts. Yeah. Chaotic yeah. as in they don't have the camera there ready. Like, yeah, and there needs like, to be movement and action. Like, it can't just be like, oh, this person just, there's just a camera person in this room for some reason. Like, there's a camera person in, you know, Mandy Rose's hotel room for no reason. Like, like shit like that, that like just makes no sense and like makes kayfabe obviously fake. Yeah. And that's why I love it because you saw the camera guy run over to the ambulance. When they're like, oh shit, oh shit, like Brock's there. And like, then he goes and pulls him out. And like, he did a great job of selling it. It just, again, adds to that like, like spontaneity and kind of the continuity of this. Like, this is a fucking brawl. This isn't just like a planned wrestling thing. This is, this is a fight. This is a brawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, to say, I don't know, obviously we've criticized Brock Lesnar a shitload on this thing and like, well deservedly so, I think. But I will say, Walker's got that real heat. He's got that, like, if I saw him in public, I would be like, I don't fucking like that guy. <laughs> and he won't eat me. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to uh, MJ, nice. MJF on uh, Jericho's podcast. And it's MJF? That, yeah, that same thing where he's like... The greatest you know, heel in the world. Yeah, he'll get <clears throat> bottles of piss thrown at him in Mexico. He's had people slash his tires and try to, like, fuck him up in the parking lot because they don't like him. And it's like, that's that real heat where it's like, 
okay, it's not like go home, go away. He's like, I'm kind of into seeing Brock right now because I just he seems a bit more motivated right now too. Yeah. Well, in the last, I want to ma- see him get his comeuppance. The last few matches he has, he's had have been great. Like Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan, AJ Styles, Finn, Finn, me. Co- did he wrestle Kofi? No. Okay, me, Lil Pipple, and Lil Pipple. <laughs> um, just he seems a lot more motivated, and I think that he probably it's probably because he knows that like Heyman's in charge, and they're apparently their executive titles, like it's no bullshit. Like they are getting, like they are high ranking officials within the company now, mm-hmm. which is good. I heard. So, though, that Vince McMahon also did a whole, like, last-minute rewrite on, was it SmackDown? Yes. Like, right before they aired, he was like, no, this, 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 we're doing this. He was just like, "This, what we have is not going to be good. We need to do it again. Um, Because it was coming off the heels of, Eric hasn't necessarily taken full, full, full control. He's getting slowly into the job, which is Mm -hmm. fine. And I don't think he'll ever have the same creative control that Heyman has. Like, because that's not his job. Um, And what they need him for is to be... The network liaison. Right. That's yes. that's specifically he why he's on SmackDown because he's very good at that job. Yep. So, and I think that if he does have a bit of creative influence, I think he can be a bit of a creative guy, even if it's just ripping off Japan. Mm. <laughs> sure, he did that really well with the NWO. Like the initial story with that NWO was it's really good, awesome. Mm-hmm. Up until he joined, yeah. <laughs> but then I think now, Mike, you live and you learn. Um. And I just thought that they came off the heels because Raw was hot. Like, something, like everything was going. Like, you had the uh, triple threat tag team match. Oh, so Usos good. versus The Revival versus uh, The OC, The Club. I'm just going to call them fucking Gals and Anderson. Yeah, mm-hmm. please. Um, And it was awesome. That match was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's like at first, like, it's slow. It's like kind of slowly building. All of a sudden, it's like, boom, move, big move, big move. Everything was happening. Shatter Machine, big dive, magic killer. You're like, Holy shit, they're yeah. going all the way at the fucking yeah. club. Uh Carl Anderson even had the fucking MG on his pants. He was like he was in machine gun Carl Anderson form. Sick. And it, it looked and like they gave them time. Mm. And rightfully so the Usos lost. Yeah. Because you shouldn't be fucking drunk driving. And I think after SummerSlam's going away for a little bit to take care of some personal issues, which I understand where the it's probably really rough being on the road all the time. There's a lot of things, but don't put other people's lives in danger. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and like, if you have a problem and don't have time to address it, like that's take some time off. Yeah, uh, I think the club is really fitting champions. I think it's gonna be really sweet. Now we got uh, what three titles on them? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, them two, with... two, the two factions on the main roster all have titles now because between the New Day, now the club, both uh. of them. Sets of three with the tag titles and then a singles title. And it's a good way to like get them like legitimacy really quick. Just to be like, hey, here we go. They're winning matches. They're kicking ass. And some people will be like, well, they were losing so much before. But yeah, but then they even built the storyline of, hey, we need to get our edge back. We lost mm. it. We're just fun-loving guys. Now we're the ass kickers again. They need their edge back. And they got it. And then... I think you know me. Bram, 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 bram. On this day. <laughs> um... I love that they're still building up uh, the fucking war war raiders war machine Viking experience raiders. Yeah, do the experience. Um, just I love watching them beat the shit out of local guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Um, they're doing some weird stuff with Becky Lynch. Hmm. Yeah, it's very very like they're really pushing hard for that tweener, like Stone Cold vibe still. Like 
like back to like what it was before WrestleMania because they showed a clip of her uh, running in on a training session with uh, fucking N- Natalia and Fit Finley and mm. like just some like other like local she gave competitors and she like, need to Fit Finley's balls. Yeah, she uh-huh. need him in the fucking dick hole and then like put the disarmor on Natalia. And so I love that the, at least there's continuity with like the allegiances with everything though. Because it makes it seem real that there's like these shades of grave. That's what they want to go for with her. It's great because then she had a match with Alexa. Alexa got her wink nudge. Everybody knew that was bullshit because like she was, she didn't hit that leg. Right. But she mm. did a really good job selling it. And then beat Nikki Cross and they beat her down. Then Natalia ran in and you think, oh, she's making the save because he's just like a good guy. No, she puts the fucking sharpshooter on her. Great sharpshooter, by the way. Mm. Like really built up that angle, and even the like all the announcers, Renee included, was like, "You have to give Natalia respect because she was just trading what she got was not deserved, and she's giving Becky what she deserves, like like a fucking tit for tat, you know?" Yeah, yeah. eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind, Becky. Yeah. Also, Becky seemingly did not give a shit about Seth being hurt, though. So <laughs> she was like was there real... when he was being wheeled uh-huh. out, but yeah, didn't look too uh, too concerned. Did not follow him. It was just like okay. Like, but I kind of like that. I, yeah, same, I don't. Same. I, I don't, don't like that the whole couple things. That's you know, a Seth's a fucking nerd right now, and I don't. I, my, I don't. I, I kind of don't give a shit about Seth, and neither should Becky. This so. this angle is gonna be better for Seth. The fact that he comes back and gets hurt because that's his babyface character is the fighting from behind. Like when mm. he came back from his knee injury, was fighting Triple H. That like pe- people got super behind him. Yeah. When he was gonna go after Brock the first time, people got behind him. That's what he does. He has to be the underneath fighting baby face that doesn't give up. Like the try to be cool. <laughs> like paired off with like Becky Lynch making stupid jokes. That's not him. Yeah. yeah. Trying yeah. to do, you know, the Becky Lynch thing on Twitter. Really not. Really not a good thing. <laughs> Definitely for him. not him. He's not good at it. My no, favorite not. headline bouncing around the internet is WWE is trying desperately to make Seth Rollins cool. I, I saw. Well, I think they legitimately are. Uh, I mean, but what we loved about him, what I loved about him was when he was fired up. The whole, like, I want to make this Monday Night Rollins again. Like, I'm here after Roman left and stuff. It's like, that's where people are like, yeah, fuck Get him. Want to know how to make him cool? Want to know how to make him fucking Put sunglasses like- on him. likable again? Hell yeah. Vape. Get him in there and just have him fucking work his ass off. Dab. And dab. dab. Yeah, dab. Monster dab energy. Vape. Make him TJP. <laughs> Video games. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I I read an interview with TJP and he was like I didn't want the fucking video game characters like I play video games and that's fine I didn't want to be that yeah like I wanted to dab more <laughs> Xavier Woods plays video games but he's not really a video game character no and so like I remember this is a little off track but like the one of the first promos he had in his feud with Brian Kendrick and he was like I remember when. I take my N64 on the road, and you took me there, and I was 17 years old. It's like, why did you have to throw the N64 thing in there? <laughs> anyway. I'm um, a gamer. The, the Samoan Summit I thought was cool because Joe fucking came out and delivered a hell of a promo. Fucking Roman comes out, and they just start fucking fighting. Yeah. And I love it. And then the fucking, like, more people just start coming out. Club comes and beats them up. Uso's coming back them up. Cedric Alexander's out there. Drew McIntyre's there. Cedric jumps off the fucking, uh, like the, the LED board. The LED oh, boards. Yeah. And it was awesome. And then, like, they get back in the ring. Everybody's fighting again. And then the, the baby faces stand tall. It was like 10 minutes of a wild ass brawl, which is such a fucking Paul Heyman thing. 
Yeah, it was really cool. I still Samoan Summit's a fucking terrible name for this. No, it's sick. It's a again because it's like the uh, alliteration. Yeah, I get the alliteration. Call it the fucking Samoan Smackville or nope. whatever the fuck they were Samoan going Samoan Summit. It's cool. <laughs> Smackville. Because oh, you don't know what you're getting. Maybe maybe you'll get a business meeting. But I thought it was a really well done segment. I thought Raw like, was great. It was. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the uh, the gauntlet match. Whoa. Uh, oh, Rey Mysterio <laughs> got his fucking mask ripped off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love the gauntlet match because it, it helped, first off, build Ray. Um get him kind of his little bit of his uh, footing back under him after like taking that super beating from Lashley. Um, it helped build Andrade as a fucking, just like an asshole heel, which mm. helped build him. It helped get Ricochet over because he comes and defends the honor, earns his spot as the U.S. Uh, number one contender. Um, Sami Zayn, they didn't hurt him because it was a quick kind of flash thing. They did a great job of covering up like that missed like roll up into a schoolboy because mm. they're two professionals. And Cesaro also went in there and just was fucking bumping and flying around. It was great. I loved it. Um, when he ripped off his mask, because Mysterio's been unmasked before, right? Filthy animals. So yeah. was it about a, about it? And I'm rowdy rowdy. <laughs> was it a big deal? Um, it still is because in canon of WWE, he was never unmasked. They okay, do not address that. Like, okay. Yeah, it's like we did. You see his face? Yes. Okay. Yes, he's wrestled maskless before, um, but. I don't it's know. disrespectful, especially because they always bring up luchador traditions. Yeah. And so it is. Well, and it was Andrade that did it, too. Right. So I think they're building that feud again, which is great. Hell Have yeah. them wrestle well, every fucking and that's week. legitimately where we could get, like, the Luchador Ma- Puesta, yeah, which could, I want. Yeah, we could actually get it. We could get it at SummerSlam, and that'd be great. Summerfest. Fuck Jeremy Piven. Yeah, dude. Fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Fuck him, too. Wait, yeah. Jeremy Piven. Who's he? Entourage, bro. Oh, okay, okay. Hook it out. Was Beach. he on? Oh, was he the one who said Summerfest? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, then I thought he was on this week for some reason. SmackDown oh, was... No. Uh, was it live? Yeah. Oh, cool. It was a fun time. Uh, Undra- uh, sorry, Ali versus Shinsuke was a great fucking like, mm-hmm. five-minute match that they yeah. just did everything. It was all action. Ali gets the pin, so it sets up the IC title match. They're one and one. Here we go. I think they need to put the belt on Ali. Mm-hmm. They need to like legitimize him. What happened? With, uh, so I didn't get to watch all the SmackDown. What happened with Roman Reigns? He got beat down by a mystery man. No. So what happened was somebody tried to murder him. Was mm-hmm. it? Uh, God, I forgot all their names. Never mind. Name uh, one of them. Yeah. Mister Furious. Captain Furious. Captain Falcon. Uh, I'm thinking of the mystery man. Darth Vader. Oh, oh. okay. Uh, I did not see the it. Shoveler. Did he trip over something and something fall on his head? Somebody pushed over like a bunch of like lighting rigs and speakers. Spooky. And then like he was like it, like the way they had it land so he didn't get hurt. And he was like, "No, oh, I'm fine, man. I'm, I'm I'm fine." That was it. People said they saw like Buddy Murphy that was supposed to be like it's like he's like there in the background like for a split second. The Phantom of Florida. And so people were saying it's Buddy Murphy. There's rumors that it's gonna be Daniel Bryan. That'd be that'd be sick. Either one of those matches would be really sick. I want it to be Buddy Murphy. I would love that. I mean, that's the best kept secret. So he secretly creeps around. Sh- I push over things um, onto big dogs. They had the Iconics say that one of them had puppy fever. So they left before any type of match could happen. Got puppy fever to go buy a dog? Yeah, I guess. Shout out. That's what I would um, do. Let's see what else happened. Oh, I would love AJ to just versus leave. Kofi was great. I would mm-hmm. love to leave my job to go buy a dog. Yes. Yes. 
So yeah, AJ versus Kofi was great. I, the finish of it was so fucking cool. He goes like already big schmas happening, like the New Day and uh, OC fight and um fucking AJ's about to do his phenomenal forearm in. Kofi catches him with the fucking trouble in paradise. Mm. Great. I thought Randy Orton's interview segment, his little video package was awesome. He is fucking inspired right now. He is now. right now. He's great when he's great. <laughs> and it's like the way he was talking is like stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. It's just. Call it's, him, yeah, call him back to that. It's just, I, I love it, especially because it's like 10 years later. He's going to do that in the match, right? Oh, yeah. Or maybe Kofi will. Ooh. Kofi did once already. Yes. To him, oh, okay. So um, Randy's probably going to do it and then get like Kofi's going to like counter it. Yeah. I'm excited just because like Randy seems very. Very inspired right now. Kofi's been on a hell of a run. Um, and like Trouble in Paradise is like the most protected finisher right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. KO and Drew McIntyre had a hell of a fucking Ooh. match. Like to open up SmackDown. Hell yeah. It was really good. It lasted like three segments. Oh, yeah. Cause they're wrestling in commercials again. Shane McMahon needed to hire a life coach. Yeah. Because of Kevin Owens. Yeah, he should hire his dad a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> they feel sh- like everybody actually says Shane, like actually for real backstage is a good dude and wasn't the best for the ideas, but like he was just actually like, pleasant to work with and not a psycho. Yeah. Um, but they had a great Kevin and fucking Drew had a great match. Um, he hit him with like a couple stunners. One was on the outside, so he didn't pin him, so it didn't hurt the finish. Then he hit him with another stunner. One. Um, it was great. Hell uh-huh. yeah. SmackDown was good. I don't think it was as good as Raw. Yeah. Well, like SmackDown is just like it's consistent. It's more consistent, but like Raw, this is a new feeling for like Raw is just like it's hitting a new stride right yes. now. So yeah, that's a it, really good way to put it. Yeah. Like it, Raw is kind of switching gears where SmackDown staying the way it's been, but it's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I read that uh, Sammy is challenging Alistair. Yes. That's sick. That'll be a fun match. That'll be. Good, good match. Except I would love, even though I love Sami Zayn, I would love if Alistair squashed him too. He might just one just, Sammy, just, Sammy's just kick w- his w- head off. Sammy's the main roster's best jobber. So Sam, Sammy misses a Haluva kick and then yeah, just he's a black man. He really is like the jobber to the stars. Yeah, it's actually he's in the role Cesaro was in, like at first because he'd beat like other people, like he'd beat like low card guys, mid card guys, but then anybody upper like upper card he'd lose. Except for that one time Cesaro beat Randy Orton, he was champion. Hmm. Well, and Sammy can lose as much as he wants. Alistair, Alistair can't right now. They're obviously no. building one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also, um, I thought it was really weird that Ember Moon took the pin. But it kind of played in their story where, like, um, Ember Moon. Against Bailey? Uh, so it was against uh, Alexa and Nikki. Because mm. she'll be against Bailey at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, yeah. Duh. Where like she went and broke up the pin, like where Bailey was getting pinned, but then Bailey just didn't go break up the pin at all. Mm. So it does play into the story a bit. And then also they um had a Jerry Lawler segment where Trish was there, and then we're getting Trish versus Charlotte. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah. one of those really weird things where it's like Jerry Lawler's coming back to SmackDown. It's like he was never known for being on SmackDown. Like I'm sure he was there sometimes, but at like, the very end of his full time run with him and uh, Mara Ronaldo. He was actually doing okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, but so just like were, I just uh, never think of him as no. so the SmackDown guy. So there were two characters on SmackDown with Puppy Fever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that has been Genuine <laughs> Wrestle Boys. We are done. <laughs> Bye. Cool. Uh NXT was fun. 
Oh, NXT was oh, great. NXT was very, love very it. good. It's always just God. really good. Johnny Curtis. I fucking love. Okay, so um, Gun. What's his name? I always want to call him Gunner. Um, the- Jackson Riker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not Gunner. Going, going in Raw calls him Terminator, and that's just that's very perfect for what his character is. It really is. He fought Tyler Breeze, and Tyler Breeze won. Yeah. So the Forgotten Sons were like, we're going to fucking make you listen to our Pantera ripoff and start beating him up. Yeah. And then Fandango runs in. Great. But like, not like super crazy, dancey, like weird character. It was, like you said, Johnny Curtis. Yeah, jeans and a tank top. Yeah. Yeah. He looked fucking in great shape. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Super lean. Like, you could tell, like, they're about to have some fucking fun. I don't know if I've ever seen him wrestle. I cared about the fashion files. I thought that was fun. I popped. Oh, it's just great. because I love friendship. Well, and then like seeing how much friendship like is great. How much Tyler Breeze has like been able to showcase his talents now that he's back on NXT. Oh yeah. And now mm-hmm. seeing like what the two of them are going to be able to do together, it's going to be really. I cool. would love if like they got like a tag team title run. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, be great, definitely. Um, the uh, Candice and Io Shirai stuff was great because like it's Candice like I'm going to wait and kick her ass and Regal shows up. I told her not to show up. Yeah. Because Regal is not, they never make him look stupid. Mm-mm. And then she was like, well, if she's not going to come, then I want a match. And he's like, all right, sounds good. Take over. You're on. Yeah. So this is awesome because they usually have the four title matches and then um, one extra match. And so it looks like, unless they're going to be going a little bit more since this is a like summer fest uh, takeover, this is usually their big one. Um, they're getting Candice versus Io Shirai. And I am fucking stoked. Mm-hmm. I hope they make that make it a street fight randomly. That'd be great because the whole chairs being introduced with them, and then just I love seeing Candice in those kinds of situations because yeah, she really flourishes, which is so weird because like her wrestling style, like you know she does like like some like lucha and some high flying and everything's really good, but when she fucking amps it up and has herself a violence party a la Super Dragon, it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matt Riddle. Had a backstage stuff with who? Uh, Killian Dane, like, That's has attacked him. Mm-hmm. Fucking put him through the stage. And so he's like, if he wants to fucking fight, like, tell him to come and face me face to face. God, that match could be, will be Terrifying. so good. So good. <laughs> Slobber knocker. I wouldn't, they might have worked on the Indies at some point. They might, I don't, maybe, but I don't think so. It, it'd be tough because it would have just been in, like, WCPW or something. Yeah. Which, now it's closing its doors today, so now Defiant Wrestling. But oh, are they? Yeah, which makes yeah. sense. They once everyone that worked on it left. That's uh, true. It makes, it makes sense. And also, like the, everybody aside from Simon Miller sucks on that channel now. Mm-hmm. I do like Simon Miller. Though. I love Simon Miller. He seems like a genuinely nice person. Mm-hmm. Fuck the why? Rest of them, though. Here's why. <laughs> um, uh, the main event was incredible it was roddy versus pete dunn Uh yeah man i haven't seen pete dunn wrestle in a very long time i forgot how good he was and they're letting him do some like they were starting to let him do some new stuff in uk and now it's been brought over like having him have the the triangle and break fingers thing be his finish now here because that's like been his finish in like progress and like the indies and stuff and it's it's such a good unique finisher like it's a submission but it's also like so brutal it's so good i love it too because like especially like with the, with the next week they can um have roddy come and not be like hey I, i'm not gonna hurt myself over um before the big match because i'm gonna win the title 
Um, and then him doing it to fucking Velveteen was great because yeah, Velveteen was going to attack him. Well, he like he like tried to sneak into the ring, and then he tur- he uh, Pete Dunn turned around, and Velveteen was like nothing, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> and then like tried to be all buddy buddy with him, which is just he's so good at the character work. Mm-hmm. And I I love like Pete Dunn's subtleties too because he's like a great character. It's like. Even if, when he's a good guy, all it does, the only thing that changes is who he's facing. Mm-hmm. He never has to speak. He like, the, like he gets so much across with the shrug. Yeah, with just like the shrug. And I will yeah. say, every time he shows up on TV, he's been looking like exponentially shittier. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. Like his hair is just like it's getting so bad and weird. getting so weird and wild. His fucking beard is getting so weird. Yeah, he looks he, crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like a fucking crazy person. It's great. It, it works for him. Uh, NXT was great. Like we've talked about 205. It was great. Uh, stuff going on with Tyler Bate and Walter, right? Over in the UK, which mm-hmm. is yes, that'll be I, I got to uh, really start paying more that's, attention that's, to. Yeah, it's going to be very good. And then um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, it's going to be, um, I have pulled up my phone, is Triple Manias this weekend. Oh, shit. Oh, which Jesus is, Christ. <laughs> which is, if anybody knows the, the big Triple A show, it is fucking out of control. And guess who's on English commentary again? Me? Little Poster. Pitbull? Little Pitbull. It's me and you, Matt. It's Ooh, Matt yeah. Striker and Vampiro yep, again. Gonna get oh, some, some farting and hitting on people at ringside. Oh, God. Yes. But some big matches are happening. Um, also, you can watch it for free on Twitch, by the way. Oh, yeah. sick. So, oh, really? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm super stoked. Like You can oh, even watch other people watching it because they, they do co-streams on Twitch. So you could go watch the Going and Raw podcast, watch it, and do their commentary. Hell yeah. Like options for you. And so um, there's a couple different matches I'm excited about uh, just because they're going to be a good time. Uh, Laredo Kid and Lucha Bros versus the Elite. Awesome. Yep. Doing a trios match. They're so just redoing that match. Just now AAA to help build for All Out, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Psycho Clown, Cody Rhodes, and Kane Velasquez, UFC fucking former heavyweight champion who his first heavyweight championship he got by beating the holy fuck out of Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. um, against uh, Texano Jr., Taurus, and a mystery partner. Guess who it is? It's I'll not, give you, I'll give it's you not Lil Pitbull. I'll give you a hint. Is it Dr. Wagner? Wait, wait I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little hint. He's in another, another I mean, match. Is it hair versus mask? Yes, it is. Is yes. it him versus Dr. Bronner? It's him versus Blue Demon Jr. Oh, fuck Ooh. yes. That's going to be a shit show of a great match. It's going to be such a shit show. He, Dr. Wagner Jr. has my favorite voice all time in wrestling. Talks like this, and he's like a time traveler. Sick. They're they're both fifty three years old. <laughs> Damn. Um, and so I'm really excited for those matches. Aren't, isn't it usually like pretty wild though? They usually what do. Are, what are some the, dumb uh, shit there? Okay. <laughs> like they had like three L A. Park show up. Jeff Jarrett became a heavyweight champion there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still like one of their biggest heels. Vampiro farted on the air. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, I think that's also where uh, Sexy Star like tried to shoot break was. Uh, uh, was. Rosemary's oh, arm. Like, oh, it's two years ago, I think. Yeah, and I think also that is where um, who was it? Doctor Wagner Jr. that lost his no, that lost his mask. Yeah, there? yeah, like, last year. Yeah, in the so, main event. It's just a wild time. Um, Lucha Libre is just fun too. Hopefully, Aerostar doesn't die. Yeah, he always tries to jump out of the building somehow. <laughs> And he's in a giant match with uh, La Parca, Pagano, Puma King, Drago, Averno, Chessman, Superfly, Electroshock, 
Monster Clown, Daga, and then TBA. Joe oh, Janela. Also, Sammy Guevara is there too, but I, I just want him to get beat up. Oh, yeah. Is that Panda Boy or the other yeah, one? That's, that's Panda, Panda Boy. But yeah, that is uh, what's coming up. Yeah, that's going to be sick. And there's going to be a bunch of G1. I I need to catch back up oh, on man. it. Yeah, Osprey's Mark- already gotten two uh, five-star matches. And against been who's the other one? Uh, well, there was Okada, and then the other one was the... Um, fuck, what was the most recent one he did? Uh, I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah, was and it he's Zach been... Sabre Jr.? Uh, no. That one was very good, and I watched Ooh. that one. And he was just eliminated by losing the Sabre. Yeah. And... I just need to take a day and watch all the ones I want to watch. Um, also, you, oh, if you haven't, oh. watch the... Moxley. Moxley. Yeah, the Moxley, Moxley uh, My phone promo died. My phone with, died. I'll with, figure it with out. With Shota, um, his <laughs> young boy. <laughs> Come over here, shooter. The one where he flips off the yeah. camera. Yeah, it's, it's the it's so fucking good. Like Moxley is just so inspired. Moxley got right his now. first loss mm-hmm. against Yano. Hell yeah. Yep. Like it's so fucking like the work he's doing. The fact that he lost to Yano. Also, the fact that he borrowed money from his young boy to try to buy Yano's DVD. And <laughs> Yano walked out with the win, the money, and the DVD. Yano, the ultimate win. Yano fucking like squashed Moxley, basically. Man, I I love good time Mox. I know. Go over here, shooter. He's having a great time because also he's working. Like I I will say that like it's probably helping that the fact that like he's probably not as creatively stifled as he was. But also like on the flip side of it, the dude's working harder and like. Maybe if he put a little harder work in the yeah. Fed, it may have gone a little better for him. Because mm. for a while, it looked like he just was coasting was through matches. Oh yeah, it just uh, I it, I just remembered it was uh, also Osprey and Ibushi had. A, oh oh yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, duh. And Osprey Okada was like five seven. Oh yeah, and Moxley and Naito was great. Oh yeah, oh it was super good. But um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a wild time. We still got a lot left. I mean, like I said before, Archer's having the fucking Time of his career. Yeah, Kenta's been fucking doing pretty good. Yeah, Kenta has mm-hmm. been. I mean, obviously, he was going to get a loss, but, you know, it happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, there it is. Cool. I hope someone makes a super cut of all the ones I want to watch. To some fucking sweet Linkin Park music? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Hula! We're back. It's Genuine Wrestle Boys. You're listening to the same uh, stream that you were listening to last. So, uh, yeah. We've got Will here from Prestige Wrestling. We have a guest. Yeah. What's up? What's up, Will? Oh, uh, not much, man. Um, been uh, hard at work. I have a show tomorrow at the time of this recording, actually, in Spokane, Washington. So, yeah. been getting ready for that all day. Sick. Um, so let's just start from the beginning. This is a question we always ask. Um, when did your wrestling fandom start? Dude, I've legit tried to think so many times that like how it could have started. And my only idea is my cousins liked wrestling, but also my cousins didn't live too close to me and they didn't like wrestling anywhere near as much as I started to like wrestling. So (laughs) My guess is that they, I just probably saw it at their house at some point. And that's, that's the only thing I can think of. And that would have been like 1997, I think. Ooh, hot time. Hot time in the business. 
Yeah, the first thing I remember is I rent. I remember renting Bash at the Beach when I first moved to Oregon. Oh Bash hell yeah! Beach, like Bash at the Beach '98, I think. Um, and that's that's the only thing I remember. Other than that, I have no starting point, and I don't remember even much after that. I remember watching a uh, a WWF VHS tape called Eve of Destruction that had like TLC highlights and Hell in a Cell highlights from like the first matches of those and mm-hmm. dude it's just such a blur to me it all, it all blends together yeah, yeah yeah it totally does yeah um who are some of your favorites past and present so as a kid of course i really liked the hardys and i i mean every kid i felt like the hardy boys i felt like every kid liked x-pac um hell yeah I, but like and i i like x-pac but like he he's like the best and the worst like, <laughs> oh yeah like he's a legend and i think he rules but there was he was just you hated him and it wasn't for the right reasons but in a way i love that now as well um so yeah the hardys um x-pac is a kid i think now i i really like i like cm punk a lot i think he seems like he's kind of a douche but i also right, think yeah. he I don't know. I think there's probably more to him than a lot of us know, though. So <laughs> I, I, I try not to judge him. Isaiah um, will never know because he's blocked Isaiah on yeah, Twitter. Blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I love CM Punk. Like uh, one, of, like a one of my favorite wrestlers, even to this day. Like I love his matches, his promos. And I make one little Mickey Gall joke, and he blocked me. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um, I. I, I just I think there's a like I said, I think there's a lot more to him than than a lot of us know. And then with me being like in the wrestling business, I've heard conflicting sides. You know, there's people that are like, hey, I love him. And there's people that are like, hey, he kind of seems like a douche. <laughs> um, so it's it's all up in the air. But for modern wrestlers, I definitely got to go CM Punk. I I don't really have favorites now because, I mean, a lot of guys that I really liked have kind of become peers almost. Yeah. Right? yeah and yeah. I, I, I judge it on a different level. And it's just like. I like this guy because he's easy to work with. And I don't like this guy because he's not easy to work with and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we kind of didn't uh, really get too much into it in the introduction. What, uh, what is your role in, uh, with prestige wrestling? So I own it and I book it and I write everything and I literally do like everything. I ring announce, I ring the bell. I script the shows. Like I do everything. And then I have two other owners that, uh, kind of take a behind the scenes role and help tie up all the loose ends. And from going to some of the shows, dude gets the crowd hyped up at the beginning of it. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That last one I went to up in Portland, it was awesome. Like just up there and just like getting people hyped up. And then just the whole card itself. It's a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I- I'm getting more and more comfortable with that too. I mean, I think. I come from like the hardcore world and like the punk rock world. So it's like, I'm used to talking to crowds and stuff like that. But sometimes I think, Hey, I can be a character. I need to remember that a little more. I can be, do a promo a little more as opposed to just trying to be a guy chatting. And I'm working on developing that side of it. Hell yeah. How many, how many shows have you guys run now? Man, I think, I think tomorrow's going to be our 14th, which is like, it's quite a bit for, I mean, where we start, considering we, I didn't have any background in the wrestling industry. Um, a lot of people that come in like I did, will just do like one a year for a bit and then figure out their role. Mm-hmm. Were you, you booking know, we just, bands for a while though? So you kind of had like, at least like that aspect of things. 
Um, I literally, I literally was just like, Hey, I know a decent amount about wrestling and I know a lot about how to promote live events. Yeah, from booking yeah. band. Mm. So I was like, I'm just going to promote it. Like I promote a concert and I think it's going to work out. Yeah. I remember going to, I, was it the first one? It was the first one. Isai and I went to the first one you did and it was before mm. I even like liked wrestling and it was crazy how many people were there. Like, I mean, for being a first event, like. And I mean, it was a very fun show too. Did did only Isai go to this last one, or did any of you guys go to that last I, one? I've yet to I've yet to been uh, been able to go to one. Yeah, same here. So Isai could probably see how much we've like grown as far as the way the card is constructed. And oh yeah, the way the matches are written. Like I, I feel like it's night and day. I feel like we really started to get our footing around our fourth event, which was uh, when Tom Waller and MV Young had their first match in the main event. Um, and then I think Asai was at the last one when Tom Waller and MV Young were the main event, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I've got to see, um, like, especially cause like you were one of the first people and uh, Tom Waller's even said this in interviews. That's like really booked him consistently. Um, especially mm-hmm. like right after everything happened with his UFC career and him going and starting to work a lot more on the independence. It was like prestige is one of the top ones that was doing that. So like, I saw his, like his first match there and then in the middle, then, this most recent one he had with uh, Simon Grimm. And even just if you look at just all those different matches, like those are night and day. And then just the production of the shows. Cause like I've kind of caught like one at the beginning, one in the middle, then now like this latest one, it's like everything's just being amped up and it's just all of them have just been really fun and they're just getting progressively better. And when they start off good, then it's just fucking golden. I, I think, yeah, you just, you naturally grow. And it's like, I, the first show, I was like, oh, this is going to be good for what it is. And I still think that show was good, but we just didn't know our role yet. And we didn't know where we wanted to go with things. And, you know, the first show, we were like, hey, let's be family friendly. And then I was like, I don't think people really want that. And even the first show, I was like, hey, Tom Waller should be a heel. And the crowd just wanted to cheer him, you know. And the second show, I was like, hey, dude, they, they like you. Like, we just have to make you the baby face, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's just like, I think that's just, that's the, I'm not trying to force things. I'm letting things happen how they happen. And like, I think the, the real pinnacle of all this is going to be our Roseland show in September. And I think that's where you're really going to see what we can do. Hell yeah. yeah. So how, how did you get wrapped up in, in, in the world of independent wrestling? Um, I, I went to a wrestling event in I think it was in Yakima. I went to a wrestling event in Yakima. And was it like I, that one main, like one-off random show that they did up there? Like, yeah, the main event was Rey Mysterio versus Jeff Hardy. Oh wow! Okay. And I think at maximum there was like six hundred people there. But wow. like, so like Rey Mysterio versus Jeff Hardy should be, I mean, lower end six hundred people. But then also on that card there was legit like MVP and Sammy Callahan was advertised and Sue Young and I think El Santo El Hijo de Santo. I'm not too familiar with Mexican wrestling as much. It was um, uh, the third one, so it was like like I think they like El Hijo de Santo Junior. <laughs> yeah, and but but there was a there there was another one too. So I don't know if this is brother or like, but there were two of the Santos were there too. And like I said, I'm very unfamiliar with Mexican wrestling, so. Um, but I know Hoovy was there at Psychosis. And so I went to this and I was like, there's only 600 people here with this lineup. And I was like, dude, I could do this and I could do it so much better. Mm. You know, not even trying to be cocky. I know where I stand in the world. You know, I know there's better wrestling shows out there than this, but like, 
I guess they didn't have their their like license to run the show. Oh. So a lot of the wrestlers legit weren't even weren't on the show. Conan was there, but he didn't come out because he didn't have a license. Uh, I heard that MVP came out and he didn't have a license, but he just went against it. Um, Sammy Callahan was there, didn't have his license, yada, yada, yada. And it was just a shit show. Huh. So so because of that, I was like, I'm going to run a wrestling show. And with that, I, I, I'm pretty sure like Washington State and even Oregon and Idaho are the athletic commissions are they're pretty stiff out there. Uh, Oregon's not bad. Um, Oregon, pretty much, I just went into a meeting with them and they just kind of like interviewed me. Yeah. Uh, Washington, I had to like, I had to prove a place of business and all that, uh, and I have to do it as a wrestling school, which is why we run seminars before our shows. Okay, um, same. That, that way we do it as a wrestling school. But Idaho, I've heard is a little rough, so I haven't tried Idaho. Yeah, it's like yet. a right. They have like a it's like a combat sport sort yeah. of like a MMA sort of regulations under professional wrestling. So mm. it's it makes it difficult to run live shows. I would love to run Boise. I think it's I think Boise is very untapped for like what we offer. I know there was like that show what like last year where there was a bunch of luchadors and stuff. I think Mysterio was on. Oh, it, I right? went to that show. Yeah, that was cool. That was like uh was, yeah, just a, an off like lucha show. That was a really cool Ray Joey Phoenix. Ryan was, Phoenix. Joey Ryan was there. Ray Phoenix mm-hmm. was there. It, uh, Psychosis was there. And then we have like the Idaho Wrestle Club and they run as many shows as they can. They have to do a lot of stuff with uh like nonprofits and they have to kind of work around a few things to make make it work uh, with like running shows. Yeah, but they're mm-hmm. starting a uh, a petition to like make the state see that wrestling is uh, scripted and predetermined okay. and not a combat sport, so mm. it shouldn't be treated like a combat sport. Yeah, they have to jump through a whole lot of hoops to to keep things going here. And they work real hard, but they're the on- think- only people doing it. So I think there's plus sides and I think there's downsides to commissions. Um, the plus side of the commission is in places where there are commissions. It means whoever is running a show is going to put out a quality product because they actually jump through the hoops. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas when there is absolutely no commission, just anybody can run whatever show they want. And I think that is kind of bad. Um, I always try to run a good show. And like, you know, I, I know we run shows that we could go to like, new york or something like that and we'd have a good show still like we we can compete with any market with what we're doing um so i don't know i think there's plus sides and downsides i to be totally honest the commit the, the actual people at every commission i've dealt with have been very nice to me cool. so that's cool like they're at least cool people um but you know pluses and minuses like i said yeah mm-hmm. so when you went to that show and decided like i i could promote a show like this i could get a good show going from that moment to actually like getting in contact with wrestlers and getting in contact with a venue sort of like what not to like hoops that you had to go through but kind of what's the the process then of being like all right how do i put this together uh so i started reaching out to wrestlers before i had a venue or anything just to see how realistic it was i'd go to their twitter and find out their email or whatever or i'd just type in like i'd type in like uh Juventud Guerrera email on Twitter yeah. and see if he's ever tweeted out his email before. And so I just emailed all these guys and got like a ballpark of how much they cost because like, you know, to, to all of us before in, it's like, how much do these guys get paid? You know, you know? Yeah. And I, I know that now and I'm not going to disclose that. But you know, th- there were guys that I was like, really, they cost that much. And there were guys too, that I was like, they're only that much. Um, and that's where I began. So then I was like, okay, here's a rough idea for a budget. 
and then I got my license, and then I reached out to a venue, and then I picked a date, and it was just kind of off to the races from there. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, do you? So I haven't. I've I look at the cards, but I haven't paid attention to the venues. Do you run the same venue every time, or do you always find a different one? Uh, so in Hermiston we run the same. Okay. And then in Spokane we run the same venue for now. Okay. And then in Corvallis the same, and then Portland we're kind of jumping from venues right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, they. The Northwest scene seems to be blowing up a little bit with wrestling, like with the Fi and the the Fi. <laughs> well, there's like the three, two, one battle stuff that you're doing with Prestige. Even like, I've I've been to a show like a WCWC, and then there's like DOA, because um, a lot of those guys kind of work the same ones, like the Mike Santiago's, Ethan HD. Um, you see a lot of those guys on those types of shows, and so. Um, Go on, Osu, with what your yeah. question was going to be. Well, was there a Northwest Territory, or is this like a new thing? There was wrestling, but I don't think it was everything that it could be. And that's kind of one of the reasons that I wanted to step it up. It was known as like a quote-unquote dead zone. And I had went to like some DOA shows, and they were pretty good. Like I went to a show that Colt Cabana was on like before this whole scene really popped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty good. And then Defy kind of announced their first card. And that was, I think, in February of 2017. And by that point, we were announcing our first card at like literally the same time. Oh, damn. Um, And our first show was in April of 2017. So like we kind of both came out at the same time. Um, But but since then, I think with the shows they've put on and the shows we've put on, it's really forced a lot of people to step it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Three to one battle is now doing shows like Sue Young and David Starr and stuff like that. And then, you know, uh, DOA is now also using like Joey Ryan and Sue Young and Christina Von Erie, and they're bringing in names too. So I think it's just kind of, it's going to keep growing. And I think there's going to be certain companies that should be, that should be weeded out, that are going to get weeded out because they're not willing to step it up. Yeah. And so with this, like, you know, you're talking about booking names and, you know, you've, you've had Sue Young, you have, you brought in Davey Richards. I mean, who's technically a Northwest guy. Um, I mean, you just announced Rhino, Bull James. Um, you're bringing in Orange Cassidy for the Roseland show. Um, so what is your kind of thought process on booking the big names as well as then using and intermingling them with the Northwest guys? Because you do use a lot of the Northwest guys as well. Like like I've seen like Team C4 and Sonico and Ethan HD. Mm-hmm. I mean, bo- those two guys had, I thought, like one of the best matches on the whole card uh, the other show, like they just killed it in the opener and got everybody super pumped. And I, afterwards, uh, Jed and I were like, holy shit, this was so good. And that we just both thought Ethan HD was like, I thought he was so killer in that match. Yeah. So like Ethan, Ethan specifically is, I mean, I think overall Ethan's the best wrestler in the Northwest. I think, I think there's guys like Drexel that might be the best character in the Northwest as far as like psychology and just, you know, his promos are insane. Um, and there's guys like Santiago, who I think might be the best heel in the Northwest as far as just being able to get people to hate him. Um, and we're going to keep using local guys. The Roseland show, um, we're a little lighter on, like, as far as the Northwest talent we're going to use. But the reason for that is it's going to be the first time we're live streaming. Oh, and cool. mm-hmm. uh, like I pointed out to all the Northwest guys, they're like, hey, could I get on that show? I was like, this show is about putting us on the next level for the first time. And there's going to be more options to get you on shows. But for now, like 
we're trying to reach, you know, New York and Florida and people like that. And and with matches so far, we've announced, you know, Deppin versus Puma King, and we've announced Lawler versus uh, Dickinson. I think those matches will help with that. Um, and I, there's a lot of matches on that show that are going to be really good, man. Like you just got to watch and wait for that, but it's going to be insane. Yeah, you got the Dirty Daddy versus Filthy. It's going to be <laughs> an awesome match. Mm. They're both just going to beat the shit out of each other. Uh, I mean, yeah, and, and that that knockout uh, or submission only idea came from Tom too. So oh, like, oh, let's, 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 cool. let's do it. <laughs> uh, do you already have like a, a streaming platform sort of locked down? Yeah, all of our stuff is on independentwrestling.tv. Um, okay. And then they reached out to me and asked if we wanted a live stream. And I was like, yeah. He's like, cool. Uh, you know, we'll fly out. We'll make it happen. I've, I've never produced a live stream wrestling event. So that's going to be just chaos. But oh, I think yeah. it'll work. I, I hope it'll work out. We've got a, we've got a lot of people that will be helping out. So it'll that, be good. That's pretty awesome. Because, yeah, you guys, I have uh, independent wrestling TV. Because that's just who I am. I have all <laughs> of them. Um, there's 11 different uh, prestige ones on there for people to Already? check out. Oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah. And so there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can see from the kind of the first. So there's like a best of one as well that goes up until like this last one that they had. So everybody, please check those out. Um, so is like after the Portland show, like what else do you guys have planned going forward from there or anything that you let, can announce? Let me ask a side question real quick. You say what? What's your beef with Bull James? I saw Jenna's comment today. Oh, there's no beef with Bull James. Um, it was a, it was a, a a joke a long time ago on Twitter that um, like she had a thing for Bull Dempsey, like back when he was Bull Dempsey, and so that's where that came from. Big, big bearded guys. She's just like, oh boy, I got. It. Yeah, exactly, and I'm like, wait, that's getting into my territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bull's the man. He's he's super nice. He's he's actually. He's the dude that uh, I got to give him props for. He's the one that helped me. Uh, when I found out Rock and Roll Express dropped, I was like, hey, uh, you had mentioned you could help me get Rhino. And he's like, yeah, let me get you in contact. Um, about 20 minutes later, Rhino calls me. And I was like, oh. And I was like, God, I hope he's not a dick. <laughs> and then, you know, we get on a call and we literally talk for 20 minutes about wrestling. And he was super cool. I, I've, um, I've always heard good things about him. Just that he is very weird. <laughs> Dude, he he seems like the nicest guy, so that's rad. Like he even was like, "I'm willing to help you out. Like here's my rate. I'll even do it a little cheaper to help you." Oh, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, this dude's cool." Um, so, anyways, yeah, future plans. Like right now, we've got Roseland. Uh, we have Spokane tomorrow, like I said, which will you know this will come out after that. But we're gonna do a Spokane show. That'll be good. Um, and then I think we're just gonna run, you know, same areas again, and just just keep killing it. I'd like to keep doing more uh, more live streams. I think I think live streams is where the money is, and I think it's just where you know growing your brand comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited yeah. because I'm just moving, and I was gonna go to the uh, New Japan Super J Cup, but that's not gonna happen now. So Jen and I yeah. are gonna try to make it out to the September 29th show because. That car just looks awesome, and I just also like supporting uh, stuff in the area, and especially from somebody that I guess we've offhandedly know, known each other for like six years in the wrestling group. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just curious, like you know talking about you know bringing Rhino in for this show and stuff. Like, is there any talent that you're just like really like you want to work with that you haven't had that that chance to yet? You know, moving so forward. when. 
when Ricky Shane Page dropped, I really wanted to get Nick Gage. Hell yeah. Um, oh, hell yeah. And I literally cannot get a hold of him. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, he is he is just a total mystery, man. Like, I, I've been told the best way to get a hold of him is to reach out to GCW. Um, but that's just weird to me to reach out like directly to another company. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's, and that's no knock on my like, GCW. I've heard they're really great dudes. Uh, and then Tom Waller was wrestling Nick Gage the other night. So I texted him and I said, Hey, when you're in the ring tonight, can you, <laughs> can you just quick, can you quickly ask Nick Gage if he wants to go to Portland on September 29th? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Tom was like, do you just want me to ask him? And I was like, yes, if you could. And then I never heard back on that. So, so Tom, thanks for that. Tom, Tom texted me today and said, uh, he texted me all caps. And so we got Mance Warner to replace Ricky Shane Page. Tom awesome. texted me all mm. caps and said, you really should have reached out to me before you booked Mance Warner. And I was like, oh, God, what? And then he's like, he's the best guy. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah, another so, one so, that's super cool that you got because that guy is also like, starting to really get his name out there. So kind of having him on a show like that, where his name is starting to really get a lot more value with that independent wrestling, like getting that name on there is super cool, especially for a live stream. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Northwest really kind of popped for him and Alex Zane a little more than I thought they would. Like I, I expected them to go over well. Um, but I was really wanting to bring them in more so as like a, I want to show you guys good talent. And I didn't know, you know, I didn't know if people would care yet. I knew they would after the event be like, Oh, they're sick, but it got a really good, good pop and people seemed into it. So I like that. Um, as far as other talent, I want to book, uh, like I said, Nick Gage, I think I'd like to work with Ultima dragon at some point. We've talked yeah. to him a few times and nothing's really, nothing's just worked yet, but We've chatted uh, Ricky Steamboat. We've talked to a few times. I would definitely like to work with Steamboat. Um, I was texting Bush, Bushwhacker Luke the other day. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, wild to think about him texting. Yeah, it's really weird. So do you want to do you want to hear a really funny story that I've never told anybody? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and this is in no way meant to bury Bushwhacker Luke because every time I've talked to him, he seems like a very nice guy and I've heard nothing but good things. Um, so I'm sitting at work one day and I'm doing whatever I need to do on a computer. I, I manage a dispensary for my day job. So I'm like, nice. I'm, I'm sitting there doing some work on the computer and my phone's just vibrating nonstop. And I was like, finally like, okay, I'm going to go check that out. And I go over and grab my phone and I'm in a group chat with Bushwhacker Luke and like 150 wrestling promoters. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. And, and I'm assuming Bushwhacker Luke didn't know that when he sends a message to every wrestling promoter at once saying, hey, you guys can book me. Here are my available dates. It puts you in a group chat and everyone gets the message <laughs> oh. at one time. Oh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he, he like... Some of the promoters were being dicks. They were legit like roasting him. And I, I just kept sending bushwhacker gifts over and over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and then finally I was I, I side texted him and I was like, hey man, I really do want to book you. Uh I'm leaving that group chat though, because it's total chaos right yeah. now. Oh my um, god. So that was just a really interesting situation. Um but yeah, so I reached out to him the other day too about possibly bringing him in on that Rosalind show, but he, uh, he wasn't available. So uh, maybe some other time with him. I wouldn't be surprised to find out like Nick Gage is someone who like just has like a landline. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> or just like uh, a flip phone. No, like, he yeah. deaf has a flip phone. I like I said when I so the first time I asked Tom if he knew how to get a hold of Gage, Tom told me that I have to go through GCW. And I was I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's such a weird way. And he's like, Yeah, you do. And I was like, All right, cool. So I don't know. I, hopefully one day, who knows if it'll happen. But yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. it's it's a guy that I'd like to work with. Um, I think he's, I think he's one of the very few like single-handed draws in independent wrestling. Like you mm. could just announce Nick Gage and go sell some tickets. Um, I think Orange Cassidy's that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as far as former WWE names, Rhino is a really good one right now. Um, yeah, for sure. He, he he has very limited booking, so it's like the fact that we got him is insane. Yeah, like Rhino's in a hit that like. Because he's just coming out from being under contract, as well as like that like sweet spot of ECW, and then coming in like at like the the tail end of the Attitude Era and being involved like with the Edge and Christian stuff. That's a a, a pretty good name, and the dude just seems like mm. like he's still like is working hard too. Yeah, so I mean awesome. he, he's even like I mean kept over like recently like in his time in WWE with like the the Heath Slater stuff. Like dude's great, like and maintains he- being great. He looks insane too. Like he's still in very good shape. He looks like and, a uh, human box. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like yeah, strong so, mad from Homestar Runner. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, yeah. He, I don't think his info, like how to get a hold of him, is out there in public too. So that's why, like, I was so thankful that we were able to get a date with him because I had DM'd him a few times and he didn't reply. Um, so I finally, and I don't like doing this. I finally texted Bull James and was like, Hey, can you get Rhino? And he's like, yeah. And that's the, that's how I got TJP initially too. I reached out to TJP before his info was public and Simon Graham was able to hook that up. But I don't like doing that often because I just feel like that's a weird thing to do to be like, Hey dude, I'm not necessarily asking to book you. I'm asking to book Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I like Bull, and I was going to put Bull on that card anyway, so that's why it was a little less weird. Yeah, because then, <laughs> like, even, like, with Simon Grimm, like, he was on that show as well as TJP. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I had already planned to have that main event be Simon and Tom, so I guess, yeah, I guess if somebody's already on the card, I'll reach out to them, because it's totally weird. Although, um, a little-known fact that I, I another story, um, this card was originally going to happen. The Roseland card was originally going to happen August 17th. Um, and that was going to happen at the Roseland. But uh, Impact has tapings that night. And Lucha Expo is in LA that night. So, like, everybody was booked. And I was like, I had a good undercard. I have, like, Tony Deppin and I had Orange Cassidy. Um, and I was just like, who could I get to fight Tom? And I wanted Chris Dickinson. He wasn't available. So I reached out to Simon Graham. And Simon was trying to hook up uh through a friend of a friend of a friend uh masato tanaka or he was gonna he was also gonna try and get minoru suzuki (laughs) which are are both just totally insane and i didn't think it would work necessarily but there's you know anything literally anything can happen in wrestling yeah so Mm. he like i was with him in spokane and he was like i know masato tanaka's translator (laughs) <laughs> I was like, okay. So he reached out to them, and they reached out to someone to get a hold of Tanaka directly. Tanaka was booked, and I was like, damn it. And then we just couldn't get a hold of Minoru Suzuki. So that <laughs> finally, finally, I was just like, hey, we got to, we got to change the date. I, I will say though that's um, it kind of shows as like the shows that you put on that talent mm-hmm. is also like, yo, dude, let me help you out. Let's let's make this even bigger. It shows that like you're putting on quality stuff that everybody that's involved is like. 
yo, let's like blow this shit up. Yeah, let's I mean, make this bigger. Yeah, like you know, you could just get buried by by Simon, but he's actually <laughs> helping you. So, so Simon and Tom. Simon told me that his favorite match he ever had was him versus Tom at Prestige Three. Um, and then he told me his favorite match he ever had now is him versus Tom at Bossa Nova Ballroom. And Tom says that that's probably his favorite match. One of his favorite matches, if not his absolute favorite as well. Um, so that's really rad that like, you know, Simon's been wrestling since I think 2002. Like a lot of people don't know he was in PWG at one point. Yeah, he was on like their that. first, the first PWG show. Damn. Yeah. Was he right? Was he Ryan Drago? Yes. Okay, yeah, uh, and I've never watched any of that. Uh, I didn't discover him, you know, until VOD villains and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so it's, like, it's cool that guys, like, you know, Simon's someone I can always count on. Um, uh, we didn't really have plans to use him again after Prestige 3, and it was no knock on him. It was just we weren't going to bring him back immediately, if anything, you know? And then we had talent cancel on Prestige 4, so, like, a week and a half before I called Simon, and I was like, I don't have this budget this is what i have these are the plans i can do and he's like yeah if you book me more i'll come in i was like okay and we've used them like nine times now so hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, it's cool having guys like that around and again that main event with him and tom was awesome yeah they beat the shit out of each other <laughs> yeah, they were right by me and that's like when tom like drank the beer off the ground which like he really earns that name filthy because that's fucking filthy <laughs> so, I, I was driving him and simon to the airport or no to their hotel which uh i <laughs> so we had dropped chavo off at a nicer hotel for, yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then simon and tom are like all right where's our hotel and i was like i'm taking you there now he's like we're not staying here i was like no and then uh they're like where are you fucking taking us? And I was like, oh, by the way, you guys are sharing a room too. And they're like, God damn it. (laughs) I was like, like, yeah. Uh, Anyways, as I'm taking them there, we're just like chilling. It's kind of quiet. And Tom just goes, I probably shouldn't have drank the beer off the ground. And and I, I was behind the curtain and didn't see it. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, I spilled some beer and then I just licked it off the ground. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I took the video of that and like he reposted it and I'm like, that's like that is gnarly. Yeah, that, that was definitely a, a fun time. Um, yeah, that match was cool. They they did hit each other pretty hard. I feel like, and they both seemed like they were hurting. Uh, you you were at the the show where Tom and MV fought that second time. You said right? Um, I... Actually, no. It was that it was Tom versus Mike Santiago because I got to see Shaf and Drexel, my boy Shaf, in a. Um, like hardcore match against Sonico, and I forgot the other person. Was it super crazy? Yeah. Yes, that was the one I was at. So you weren't you weren't at Viva La Rosa with Chavo, were you? No. Uh, this is the okay. first time I've seen Chavo outside of a WWE show. And okay, little Mexican like wrestling fan Isai was just freaking out. And I also bought a lucha mask from uh, Hoovy because again, little Mexican <laughs> Isai, like that seven year old kid that's watching the cruiserweights. I'm like, this is the best. Dude, at uh, at Viva La Rasa, Tom and MV Young went 30 minutes, and then it went into overtime. Um, and MV Young's ribs were like legit bruised because oh, they were like, dude, they were hitting each other, man. And like MV Young wrestled in high school, um, but you know Tom is clearly like a he is a mixed martial arts fighter. Uh, so MV. After the match was like, he's the only person that I cannot take down with a single leg takedown. 
he like legit was trying to shoot on Tom and take him down and he could not get him down. <laughs> and I was like, well, of course not, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is his job is to not get taken down. Um, but yeah, Hoovy, dude, Hoovy is the man too. Uh, we went to the bar after and Hoovy, like Hoovy was a little drunk. <laughs> he was pounding Hoovy, some PBRs at the, at the gimmick table over at the Bossa Nova. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hoovy looks at me and he goes, brother, your passion tonight almost has me in tears. <laughs> oh, what a guy. <laughs> and, and I was like, like, yeah, like the seven-year-old me too, like loved Hoovy as a kid. But at the same time, the, the adult me was like, Hoovy, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, brother, I'm not drunk. And then I, and then I turn and super crazy is a little, a little buzz too. And I'm wearing a, I was wearing an FMW shirt and super crazy. Like your shirt, let me get a picture. <laughs> <laughs> It's so super crazy. He's just like taking a picture of my shirt all close up. And <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, okay. I will um, say like, with, yeah. with Hoovy too, like he was just chilling out there watching all the matches, hanging out at his gimmick table the whole time. Like after his match, just like fans would come up and talk with them, take pictures. Like the dude was just having a blast. And like, it's also just like cool to see like somebody that's been in wrestling for so long, still just be like, this is fucking great. So the thing about Hoovy is that, Hoovy is the juice 24-7 from what I can tell. Like he <laughs> he is juicy baby all the time. <laughs> We're gonna have a juicy time. It's a juicy night. Uh that's that's great. I, I, nice. I, I, um, I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> yeah, he and, and super crazy, super crazy all the time, from what I can tell too. Like he's he's legit crazy, but like there's a reason there's a reason I've worked with them, you know, multiple times. Like they're both down ass cool dudes. So, uh one of the things that I've uh, I've been watching the G1 lately and one of the cool things that I've seen on there is Clark Connors being able to like wrestle matches against like Tanahashi and teaming with Kenta. Like from like how does it feel like knowing that like you had like he had his first match in Prestige 1 like in the like dark match and like seeing him there. Like it's just it, it, is Clark doing well in that tournament? I haven't watched, but like, is he is he doing good in New Japan? Yeah, like it's him and Carl Fredericks team up a lot with Kenta, because um, uh-huh. like they're all um, like over in like the, the LA dojo with Shibata, so that's kind of like the whole thing that they're doing. Is since Kenta's like also with Shibata, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, he's he's in there and he's like looking really good, and it's, it's wild that you said that was his first match that he that he had was on Prestige One. Yeah, so his first match ever was against that dude, Nick Dawson. Um, they were just friends. Um, and, I mean, out of them, it, like, to me, it was clear Clark was the star. Nick's a good guy, you know. So I, uh, we did that first VIP, and we gave it a little too much time because it was my first show. So, like, I was like, let's make this VIP run long because worst-case scenario, like, we just have some downtime. But I didn't want fans to get, you know, shafted on their VIP experience. Um, so on the fly, Clark and Nick had helped set up the ring, and I was like, do you guys have gear? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Go wrestle a basic-ass seven minutes match. Match Like, just do some rest holds, some drills, and just keep it simple. And they're like, okay. Um, and then, t- like, seeing Clark that night, uh, it was like a sellout of the curtain. Like, every all the boys were watching it. And then after that, he got asked to go to Buddy Wayne's school, I'm pretty sure. Um, and he trained there for a little bit. And then he did stuff with us and stuff with Defy. And then he hit me up. He's like, hey, I'm going to be going to New Japan's training camp from now on. And I was like, shit. And like, dude, like the one thing about Clark, the two things that stand out most to me is a like incredible look, incredible body. And then B, uh, he can sell like a motherfucker. Like, like he has like Dolph Ziggler level selling. Yeah. In my opinion. 
No, yeah, and that's like something that like I've noticed like watching him like in uh, New Japan because I mean, especially as a young lion, there you know he's going to be taking a lot of offense and he's making it look good, and so that's got to be like just really good on him. And like I just remember like seeing that, and then like I saw him at at, at a Defy show, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit! Like this dude like wrestled match one at Prestige, <laughs> and then here he is now like he's punching Tanahashi in the face. That's wild. Mm. Yeah, I uh so guys like him, like the way I look at it is like, you know, we didn't we didn't get him to that point clearly. We were just lucky enough to have him in his first match. Yeah. He would have got he would have got there no matter what. I also uh I wish I wish I had a Clark Connors now, um, versus back then, because I, I didn't have the foresight to see how good he really was yet, I don't think. Um and I mean, him and C4, he, he went on to be C4 with Cody Chun. Yeah. And they, they were great. That was a team that like I created with them and I was loving that. And then like we put Guillermo and C4 because Guillermo and, and Chun were, were friends and they've, they've really excelled as well. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things I wish I could get Clark Connors now because he's dude, he's so good. Um, kind of on that too, uh, just wondering, so now that you've run, like 13, 14 shows and stuff. And you're saying that you kind of wish you had that foresight back then to kind of see that. What, what sort of stuff do you look for right now when you watch kind of like uh, more like regional guys or like less well-known that you see and you're like, Oh wow. That like, that's something that that guy has. Like what kind of stuff do you look for? Um, So, I mean the best, the best way to get on my shows generally is somebody needs to say something to me, like another wrestler that I trust a lot. Or go, hey, you need to book this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't watch a lot of wrestling right now, and it's like, and I'm not, I'm definitely not being one of those guys. It's like, oh, I fucking hate wrestling. Uh, just, I mean, the way that I watch wrestling is totally different than the way I watched wrestling five years ago, um, because I'm watching wrestling now, like comparing it to my company, or like thinking like, oh, I would have done that different, or oh, I wish I could do something like that. Uh, I I do still try and make it a point to watch the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and, like the big shows. Um, but like now, uh, the, I don't know the way I find guys and the way I watch wrestling now is Twitter. Really? I just yeah. scroll. I follow a lot of guys and I just watch clips and like, so like a guy like Alex Zane, I had, uh, I had seen his clips popping up of him doing like those crazy moves in GCW shows. Um, so I went to YouTube and I, I literally just watched probably, you know, 15, 20 minutes of clips. And then I, I just reach out and I see if it seems like a good fit and that's how it goes from there. Usually. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I have a question. So you mentioned that you were into punk and hardcore when you you came up through that. Uh, what mm-hmm. would your entrance music be if you could, if you could choose? Man, there's a lot. Um, you can have told, more than one. So I told I, I have a few instances. Uh, so Shaft wrestles for us sometimes. He's a heel. Um, I told him if he ever became babyface, he'll come out to be "I Will Be Heard" by Hatebreed. Oh, yeah. um, because it's like the perfect like big tough guy, uh, oh, yeah. babyface kind of music. Um, for me, fuck, I don't know. Uh, we we have Drexel. I told Drexel once that he should come in out to Arms and Armageddon Part One by Twitching Tongues. Hell yeah! Um, but he said it was too slow. And <laughs> I was like, I, I, I like that. That entrance is like a really slow, eerie song, and it would have to be like a venue where the lighting's dim. You could have candles and do it like Undertaker like for it yeah, to make yeah. sense. 
Um, but I told him I definitely want to use that for like a special entrance sometime. Uh, recently, I have a guy named Chase James on our shows. I, I've been trying to figure out what he should use for his entrance. And I, I uh, recently gave him Gaia Bleeds by Set Your Goals to see how that'll, that'll do. Because, um, I mean, dude, that, in my opinion, that's the only pop punk song that's okay to beat the shit out of people to. Has <laughs> <laughs> a singer of Turmoil in yeah. it, so it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that song, like, when they dropped that, I was like, holy shit. Uh, man, another one, but I think it runs too long, is uh, is it Revenge I Seek that has the Boondocks quote at the start of it from Bleeding Through? Um, or It's uh, Love love Lost in the Hail Gunfire. Yeah, that one with the... When it, like, it starts with just the snare and the, the sound click, right? Oh, yeah, that, that's Revenge I Seek, yeah. Yeah, that one. I think that one would be really sick too, but the sound clip runs a little too long. That wrestler um, would have to come out wearing a combat cap and fingerless gloves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, I've thought about this so much. I, I so the way I, I obviously all my shows are named after hardcore songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've noticed the, that. <laughs> the the way I name okay, so the way I name it, like legit some of the songs aren't necessarily even songs I even dig that much. Like, so I named I named an event revenge. I seek. I love that song. Uh, you know, tower of snakes. I love that song. Hell yeah. Um, but sometimes like, I'm like, okay, I have an event coming in Spokane and I'll just click on my, my music and just go to songs and scroll through and just find something. <laughs> just that find a name cool. that sounds yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, and metalcore songs seem to like work out really well. Like the respect issue, like, from here, oh. like that album, like that's a great name for an event. Well, and the new fury is really good too. Who who got the new fury? Me. Who knows what it's from? Verse. Okay, uh, you're the only only person. I've got a verse tattoo. <laughs> so yeah, so they were very formative the, to me. Dude, yeah that that one. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. The, I definitely think the hardest, like the dopest one, was the respect issue. <laughs> um, I think what do uh, live? I have live by the code for terror. Hell yeah. Um, have you but, done a hatebreed one yet? I can't think of any good ones besides I will be heard. That's true. Perseverance. You just, all the wrestlers, it's all at all Iron Man matches. They'll be the longest show. ever. All just different. Now just different levels of Iron Man matches. One will be 10 minutes. One will be an hour. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Just build up like first one's five minute Iron Man match. Then 10. (laughs) No, it's it's we, actually for the audience. You have to. Uh, it's like the old wrestling shows that would last like three days. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I don't know why we we didn't think of this one. Like the Rise of Brutality, like the their album, like that would be a cool show name. It it, it would have to be a deathmatch tournament. Yeah. But, <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah uh, you could get Nick Gage to pick up the landline. We 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 have our annual tournament, the the Rise or Die Trying tournament. Um. Which is four years strong. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing that again this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, a, a lot of stuff in my life in general is influenced by like punk and hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm straight, I'm straight edge too, which like a lot of people don't know. And I've legit had people be like, "But you manage a dispensary, bro." And I'm like, "A, I'm 27, and I don't care to have this argument because <laughs> yeah. I've been fucking straight edge. I've been straight edge and been going to hardcore shows since you were like five years old. Yeah. But, but B, like you wouldn't." give me shit for working at walmart and stocking the beer so like, yeah you could fuck off mm. if you think i'm not straight edge yeah. for Job's working in a dispensary yeah i gotta get like, that paycheck dude i mean yeah it's it's good money and it's a fun industry so yeah i, I, could, I could really care less i mean the da- the downside is is that like 
I don't get to get all the free samples that are like super <laughs> awesome. Like, like, dude, I, I swear to God, I could legit like get the equivalent. I'd say an ounce a day in free samples if I wanted to. Good lord. <laughs> but if I anything, don't. it's good um, that you are straight edge and do that because just imagine how high you would be all the time. <laughs> I think it makes me a better manager because, like, yeah, I'm like the store manager, like the top manager. Oh, that's, pr- that's probably exactly um, why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I wear a lot of weed shirts and weed hats. It's <laughs> so funny, but like, yeah. So, anyways, back to wrestling. Speaking of weed, Rob Van Dam's dope, right? Like, I, was, <laughs> I was literally going to say you might be able to book Rob just with your free samples. Yeah, that's true. Dude, Start collecting. I, I had Rob Van Dam do a comedy show in Walla Walla before I was a wrestling promoter. And his comedy sucks. I could, <laughs> I could only imagine. Uh, but Rob Indiam's like legit the dopest dude. Like, literally. Uh, so, so we had a pre-show VIP, which was legit, just like uh, signing, like signing an eight by ten or whatever. Like it was just basic ass VIP. Um, but afterwards, because he had such a good time, and we treated him so well, and he had so much fun. He legit smoked out every single VIP person in the back room. Oh my and god! Kicked oh, wow. it so I can kicked it for like an hour to the point that like his manager was like, dude, we got to go. And Rob's like, no, let's go to the bar. And like, uh, like the manager's like, we got to go Rob. And then Rob's like, no, everyone wants to go to the bar. Right. And it was like, yeah, let's go to the bar. But yeah, he's just yeah, down to hang that's out. That's a fucking VIP experience. That that's is. a Smoke night out with Rob. Oh, that would be oh a my night. God. I would love to have. It, it was pretty wild. And then I was like, Hey, uh, like he, he it bums me out, but it also doesn't bum me out. Like he doesn't like wrestling really anymore, but like I get it. He's yeah. old. Like he straight up will admit it's all for money now. But like, you know, he's old. Like you yeah. know, some and no matter what he says, I think deep down he does somewhat still like wrestling. Like, dude, like if you're doing it, you gotta like it even a little. Um, because there, there's no amount of money that can make me do something I fucking hate. Like, uh, but you know, he was cool. Uh, that's where I met uh one of my ties to wrestling. Actually, Robin Nam's. I think he was the tour manager on that tour was the dude that owned Blackcraft Wrestling now. Uh-huh. Or, oh, okay. Or, or like booked it. Or I don't think he's the owner. He was one of the higher ups at Blackcraft though. Um, and then he also owns Vicious Outcast Wrestling, which is how I met MV Young. So like there's a huge tie around. That's, that's, that's awesome. Like being able to like tie like certain things in and like seeing like, especially like other people in wrestling kind of connect and not just like, Hate on other people in wrestling is always cool. Yeah, dude, the world is like so small. Have you have you guys heard of Zicky Dice? Yes. And did you know he was in Heart to Heart, a pop punk band that was signed to Pure Noise? Wait, really? <laughs> he was in yeah. Heart to Heart. And they did like Warp Tour one year, and he's the vocalist of Heart to Heart. Um, and then he knows like a lot of people I know in hardcore and, and pop punk and stuff. And like, so when I booked him and he stayed the night at my house, we were just like telling stories and talking about all that. Are they from Hawaii? No, that's All Heart. Oh, okay, all okay. Heart, yeah. I had a... All, all Heart played a house show for me um, at one point, and they were fucking sick. Because like, <laughs> I was like 16, so I was loving pop punk with breakdowns that make no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and had it was moment. dope. You mean you, had a, you have a tournament called Riser Die Trag, man? <laughs> <laughs> so... So four year strong, four year strong does pop punk with breakdowns right. I think though, I I I do not think like get stoked on it by the Wonder Years does breakdowns right. Like no, like they, they lost the breakdowns. Like, they got a little breakdown. better. And that's one of your tattoos, but <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> 
I definitely don't get soaked on it. Does breakdowns correctly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, like even then, like you had like Kenny Lush as like he was on your first show too. Oh, yeah, and, the like, Daggermouth dude. Yeah, like in Daggermouth. Like I love the crossover between like punk and hardcore and then wrestling. And I did not know that about Ziggy because that's <laughs> yeah. wild. When yeah, Kenny Kenny just couldn't believe like how popular Daggermouth was. That I was like. Dude, I was listening to Daggermouth when I was 16. He's like, no, you weren't. And I was like, dude, I promise. Like, I pulled up a picture of me like with a Daggermouth shirt playing a show when I was 16. I was like, I know every word to your first two records. Like, fuck your wrestling. Daggermouth is way sicker. <laughs> <laughs> was it the dagger fucking mouth shirt? Uh, I wanted that shirt. So I wanted that hoodie so fucking bad when I was a kid. Because, of course, I wanted shirts to say fuck. Um, oh yeah and and i'm so glad that i didn't buy it but uh like no it wasn't that one it was just like a basic logo with like a a crowd crowd pick in the back yeah Um, here's here's a quick question though what do you guys think of the undertaker not now i'm speaking in general oh one of my favorites of all time um i i was a ruthless aggression era fan so i have this weird soft spot in my heart for biker taker because that's what I, I like grew up too. on. Um, but it's, I mean, I, 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 obviously recently it's it's rough. But, I mean, going back, it, it, I mean, he's great. Yeah, and I just remember being like a little kid and Undertaker and like Mankind. Th- those two characters were kind of the ones that always, like as a little kid, I was like, oh, that act genuinely adds a layer of like spookiness to this whole thing. But I would still root for them. Uh, I don't know. I, I do have a fondness in my heart for Undertaker. I am the newest so, wrestling fan. I maybe watched my first actual match 11 years ago. Yeah. Because uh-huh. of me. Sam Punk, Brock Lesnar, because of Isai. Um You watched a bunch of like other Bret Hart stuff because of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I have no nostalgia for The Undertaker. I think he's a weird old man who needs to get out of the <laughs> So, So uh, there's four of you there, right? Yes. Yeah. Four. Okay, so three out of the four, like... Like me, also appreciate the Undertaker for like, what he was. Like most wrestling I, I fans, ask this, I ask this every podcast I go on because Kenny Lush fucking hates the Undertaker, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and like Kenny Lush like did this. He he was on tour in Japan with uh, like doing a wrestling tour in Japan. I think it was, and like he was doing this thing where he was on his Instagram live video burying like <laughs> like fucking. way bigger way bigger wrestlers than he is and so <laughs> so i think he was calling it like the loose cannon shoots or something and so that so like somebody would ask hey kenny what do you think of the undertaker and i think he was like he's a good for nothing old piece of shit, didn't draw <laughs> shit. <laughs> and i was just like and so like kenny and i all the time i'll be like dude you don't fucking hate the undertaker and he's like undertaker sucks dude undertaker sucks <laughs> i mean when i watch his old stuff i do think it's cool and i do like the spooky aspect he brought to wrestling i wish that came back um but yeah i just i don't have the nostalgia so it's hard for me to feel the same thing dude i also don't think kenny likes sting at all either do you guys like sting i love sting just because i love ready yeah. to rumble and he <laughs> so when i was a kid i fucking loved sting because i don't know why he, he loved jesus he stuck out to me but yeah he went on a christian television show that my mom was watching and my mom almost let me watch wrestling after that. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I liked Sting a lot too. So, like, 
you know, Kenny, I, I always bury Kenny in this. Sense. <laughs> I'm going to message him after because I, I of course need to let him know. I said all this before he <laughs> get word from someone, but yeah, I always message him after. And I'm like, dude, they like Undertaker too. You're fucking <laughs> and I mean, with sting, Sting taking off his mask to reveal that he's Sting is probably the greatest thing that's ever happened in wrestling. I love that it's happened multiple times too. Mm. Take off a Sting mask to reveal like the same Sting paint. That's the best, dude. People try, people try to shit on that, but I'm not even kidding. If someone came up to me at my show and I had Sting booked, like, and this hadn't happened, I would straight up go, "Let's fucking do that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Why wouldn't you? Like, that'd be the best. Uh, like if you if you yeah if you could make it not seem like it's sting it's like the funniest and coolest reveal ever. Oh god oh, yeah. yeah if you could book NWO sting also. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh he and he just did like uh like GCW stuff like not too long ago. Like yeah, he did. The clusterfuck so I mean he's there, he's ready. Yeah, you could you could potentially is get he, NWO sting. See in the rafters? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to spring break? Like Joey Janelle's oh, no, I fucking I wish. wish. Yeah. Yo, let's let's I, let's do it. I I went like two years ago and it was a shit show, like yeah. in the best way. Like, you know, it runs until like 4 a.m. Fuck. Um, and and Janella, I think it was was it Janella and the Great Sasuke, maybe? Yes. Um, yeah, it was Janelle and the and like see, I don't even remember because like A, I saw so much wrestling that weekend and B, I was just exhausted. So like they're out there like having a you know a pretty pretty good match. Um and then at some point, like during a, a, a downtime, someone in the crowd goes, Go fucking home already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, No. And then there was another time in the match where it got like really quiet for a second. And you hear someone from the back of the, the crowd go, who wants me to sell, who wants to sell me cocaine right now? <laughs> and it, dude, it was, Janelle's spring break is a fucking wild time. I, I, I love hearing stories of how people get booked and like how you were talking about, like with tech, like you had to hit these people up. He, he was trying, like I heard Joey Janelle on an interview talking and he was saying how he was trying so hard to get Sasuke and then he just hit up Kikutaro and within like 20 minutes he had Sasuke booked. So I hit up I hit up John Thorne from AIW yeah. where Tom wrestles, because um, Tom was like, "Hey, if you ever need anything, like John knows everybody." So I, I've never really talked to John much. We had only like arranged flights together before, and I was like, "Hey, this is super weird, man. I don't like doing this, but like, do you have any ideas?" And he was like, "Man, like, blah blah blah. This is hard." And then he said, "Hit up Kikutaro." Coincidentally enough, and now like it makes me wish I would have hit up Kikutaro. Um, so now on September 29th, when I have Kikutaro here, I'm going to brother, brother the fuck out yeah, of yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and just be like, who can you help me? Oh, one of my favorite things with Kikutaro is that picture with Stephanie McMahon. I want to know how that happened. I haven't seen it. Yeah. There's a picture of like this last WrestleMania. It's Kikutaro and Stephanie McMahon. It's the fucking weirdest thing. <laughs> like, out of everybody, I, it's those two. Oh, she is needed he, to get someone booked. Is he a fan or is she a fan? <laughs> but I know that I know that he he gets backstage at WWE sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he just seems to know everybody, and everybody always seems to like really like him. So, he, dude, he's been like so nice ever. So I've I've been trying to book him for two years, and like the date finally worked, and like. He legit like messaged me over and over and over about how thankful he is. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, because he uh, did a big run like in the US like a uh, like years and years ago. So then now coming he's come doesn't he live here now? He lives in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um I I'm really hoping he'll drive up to my show because he drives <laughs> places. We we haven't taught travel plans yet. So if Kikutaro listens to this uh, <laughs> one thank you. Brother, I hope I, I hope I hope you'll drive up to save me some money, man. <laughs> yeah, hit, hit hit me up in Boise. I'll take you the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Uh, have him have him just uh to share a car with tom because tom's from vegas as well so they can just drive up uh, together one one of the guys that we haven't announced yet is going to be in vegas too the day before so really they can just take a car together yeah just run him in a van yeah fuck fuck it tjp's from vegas too tjp if you listen to this man if you want to come up you're good to go to hop in the car brother yeah, yeah. Rent a van, just get it through Expedia, get a good deal. Hell yeah. Tell them not to bump it so you don't have to get the insurance. And you're good. <laughs> Dude, I am I am shitting about how I'm gonna pick up all these wrestlers from the airport on <laughs> September 29th. Like I I legit might have to rent like a van or something to get all these people. <laughs> you've been in you've been in bands before. You just grab like the old touring van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the little 15 passengers and uh <laughs> cram everyone. It's- it's going to be a tough one, but it should be fun. <laughs> uh, well, sick. Uh, do you want to promote any of your, your shit? Yeah, just plug all your shit. It was Again. real, real professional. Yeah. Uh, so our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are Wrestle Prestige. Um, we're probably most active on my Twitter, I'd say. Uh, and then our streaming is on independentwrestling.tv. And I think we're going to be on the Impact Wrestling uh, Plus network soon. Oh, cool. I know we have nice. a, I know we have a few matches on that, but we're going to have. I just sent them all of my full shows today, uh, so I think we'll be on that soon too. Um, but the main thing to really promote is that we'll be live streaming on September 29th, and that oh, yeah. like, if people can watch our live stream on Independent Wrestling TV, that's where like you'll help us a lot because we will get checks for that, and that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll keep promoting that too up until there. Yeah, and everybody listening, I mean, they get checks, they can book bigger shows, bigger people, get everything going. So, yeah, it helps. Yeah, everything. like, dude, 110%. Like, we've had, we've had more shows than we've been not where we've lost money. And every show where we've made money, the money is legit went just to another show. So, like, we've never taken a dollar from this. Like, we're grinding and hoping it works out, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you guys are doing a fucking bang up job. Yeah. I've had a blast every show. And every time you guys announce the cards, I'm like, fuck, I need to try to get work off or find a way to these shows because all of them just look sick. Yeah. And if you're from <laughs> Boise, it's a quick little drive. Just drive on up there. Yeah, yeah. Like the Hermiston shows are four hours away. And you, yeah, it's not bad. You can eat at a Denny's where a lady will give you sauce from your bag. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, the first show we went to, we ate at a Denny's and we're like, oh, do you got any hot sauce? She's like, not here, but I got some in my purse. Hold on. We're like, oh, okay. well, they only had Tabasco and we all complained about it. That's true. <laughs> so she got some Cholula, ch- Cholula from her bag. Yeah. She brought it from home because she knows what's good. Yeah. <laughs> Man, thank uh, you. Thank you for being so generous with your time. Yeah, absolutely. This was rad. I'm glad we got yeah, to finally dude, have down, you on, man. I'm down to podcast whenever. I'll promote it when it drops and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, keep doing stuff down the road. Yeah, man. Get to Boise. We will. Fucking do anything we can to help out with that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yes. Thanks, guys. No, no problem. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 
Thank you so much, Will, from Prestige Wrestling for coming and chatting with us about wrestling for an hour. Yeah. I fucking love talking about wrestling. Oh, it it was awesome. I'm fascinated by that, that, like, just on a just a gut feeling like I'm going to start fucking running wrestling shows yeah. and then kicking ass at doing it. Like it, it was like, I didn't want to say it like during the interview, but like very similar to like how progress started and shit like that. And like, look, both of them are doing cool shit. Cause they like just doing it for the love of it. And like started from that same and just like, fucking place. going for it. And I think also, and it's probably like with how Jim Smallman is, how he is like when you, I guess like when you grow up with then like, Hardcore and punk and kind oh, of like straight that straight edge, straight edge punk guys. <laughs> yeah, like that, wrestling shows that like DIY like kind of ethos. Like it'll just bleed over. It's like, oh, I could do that. Let's do it then. <laughs> yep. Mm. Um, I like any chance I get to talk about hardcore. Shout out to another chef. Shout out <laughs> and chef. Shout out to another verse fan that rocks. Um, yeah, that was real fun, and we definitely appreciate Will for coming on. And yeah, it was really, really, yeah, really that cool. That was really rad. Again, it is going to be. Uh, September 29th at the Roseland Theater in Portland, Oregon. It is Prestige Wrestling. And streaming on IndieWrestling.tv. IndependentWrestling.tv. If you look online, they usually have like free deals for like 20 days free. So check it out. It's a great streaming service. It has uh, Black Label Pro. It has uh, Beyond Wrestling. It has Prestige Wrestling. It has a ton of cool stuff on there. Support independent wrestling Mm -hmm. because independent wrestling is where all your favorite guys are going to start out as. I mean, look at the like somebody that just got signed to AEW, Marco Stunt, independent mm-hmm. wrestling guy right Enemy there. Enemy of the pod. Yeah, non-responder to emails. <laughs> well, he, did just sign, he just signed a deal. You know? <laughs> this you was know, before. This was before. He doesn't yeah. need us. Well, how do you think deals work? It's in, it's in progress for a minute. No. Just no. <laughs> um, no, that's sick for sick for Marco. Um, and And yeah, like... Prestige is essentially a local promotion too. Like mm-hmm. the whole Northwest is local when it comes to wrestling. So support local wrestling. We're support, in the territory, brother. Support wrestle clubs. Support Prestige. Support Defy. Support just awesome wrestling who are doing awesome things, bringing the fucking talent here, and we're taking talent everywhere. Support Blue Collar Wrestling in Portland, Oregon. A show that runs every Sunday that I guess is Buck Wild. Ryan was there once. Fuck yeah! Just support like cool wrestling. And cool ass people doing cool ass shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. We're not gonna talk about Orange Cassidy right now. I know you all were waiting for it, but um, we'll do it later. And, and yeah. just yeah. like an Orange Cassidy entrance or just match, we don't have the energy for yeah. it right <laughs> yeah. now. So thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Matt, you're one for two weeks. What are you going oh, to okay. pick? So next week we'll be talking about Orange Cassidy a bit. Yeah. We'll be yeah. we'll just be having some fun there. And then the following week, we're going to do a deep dive into the legacy that is the Guerrero family. Hell oh, fuck hell yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about Gory and Chavo and Chavo and, and Eddie and, and Hector. And stealing. And the gobbledygooker. Yeah, Hector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Vicky. And Vicky, Shaw. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, we're just going to go do... Dominic. Yeah, I want to do a deep dive on on the, the family. I want to talk about their significance in, in wrestling in Mexico and in the U.S. and Lucha Libre. Uh, I think it'll be really fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, Dominic yeah. Guerrero. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Thanks again for listening. Wrestle Boys 316 says, fuck cops, fuck guys, fuck anyone trying to fucking hold you down. Ooh, no. Fuck it. Super good looking.
Every hair in place Everyone loves This gorgeous face You can't deny My beauty shot On everything That you are not 